0: You're listening to the Frugal Spender podcast where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about, personal finance. Hey guys and welcome back to the Frugal Spender podcast. This is episode number 26. Today I'm going to be talking to you about paying as little tax as possible. I'm going to start by making it very clear that I'm not talking about tax evasion, that is clearly illegal and you should not even consider it. What I am talking about is avoiding paying tax unnecessarily. This from my experience is something that people tend to think that they already do, but there are a few ways that I'll walk through today whereby absolutely everybody can be more tax efficient. And the final disclaimer is, I am not an accountant, nor am I a financial advisor. Although I believe what I'm talking about does apply to pretty much everybody, your situation may require specialist advice. And if that feels like it's you, I would speak to a financial advisor. Now, at a time like this, when inflation is sky high and the future of the economy is pretty uncertain, we need to do whatever we can to protect our money, to ensure that we can grow wealth for the future. Tax is Everywhere. It comes under many different names and it tries to disguise itself. You pay VAT when you put fuel in your car to get to work, you pay income tax and national insurance when you get paid, you then get taxed when you buy things or withdraw from your investments, and then you get taxed when you die. There is literally no escaping it. Slightly depressing. The truth is the government have become pretty good at hiding the way that they tax you. And there's a great book that goes deep into the subject called What Everybody Needs to Know About Tax by James Hannum. Sounds like a dry accountant's book to me, but it actually is very short and also very insightful. And at the same time, probably going to scare the life out of you. The fact is that the UK tax system is so complex that the average person like you and I just really does not understand it. And the pessimist in me might suggest it is done on purpose by the government so that they can extract more money from you. But hey, it's a good job. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Now, in that book, James Hannum describes many of the ways that we get taxed as stealth taxes, taxes that don't feel like taxes, but very much are. And there are three rules that he ends the book with that I think would be good to share with you here on this episode. The first rule is lots of small taxes together add up to make big tax bills. Rule number two, no matter whose name is actually on the tax bill, all taxes are suffered by you. And rule number three, taxes are kept as invisible as possible. And this is all backed up very nicely with a quote by Jean-Baptiste Colbert, who was the finance minister to Louis XIV. And he famously said, the art of taxation consists in so plucking the goose as to obtain largest possible amount of feathers with the smallest possible amount of hissing. And in today's language, that means the government want to extract as much money from us as possible as taxpayers with the least amount of fuss. And the best way that I can see to do that would be to make things very complicated and use hidden taxes that aren't called taxes at all. Taxes like VAT or national insurance that people often forget really are actually just taxes. And studies have actually shown that people complain much less about those taxes when they are risen than things like council tax or fuel tax that are evidently taxes. Semantics really are everything here. Now, by the way I'm currently talking, I could potentially be criticised for being anti-tax, but that really is far from the truth. Functioning societies require it and my livelihood previously from my last job relied on it, for God's sake. Okay, now that we've cleared that up, I wanted to give you four ways that you can avoid tax legally. Important, legally. So let's do it. So the first way, and I think probably the best way to avoid tax, is to utilise your ISA allowance, your Individual Savings Account Allowance. And you can do this by investing within a Stocks and Shares ISA or in a Lifetime ISA. Ignore the cash version of both of those. They are absolute rubbish. By now, I hope you understand that buying assets is the only way that you're going to grow your money over time, not leaving in an account that is equivalent to just leaving your money under the mattress. For this tax year, you have an allowance of £20,000 to spread across any ISA that you have opened. Remember, you can only open one ISA per year per person. And any interest or growth within that account is completely tax-free forever. Interestingly, the 20k allowance has remained the same for the last six years, which in itself could probably be considered a stealth tax. That being said, 20k is plenty for most people as it works out to be just under £1,700 a month, which is way more than the average person can realistically stash away or invest. And within a stocks and shares ISA, you are able to invest your money in the stock market in a tax efficient way you will not be taxed on any growth within your portfolio and you won't be subjected to any capital gains tax either, regardless of how big your pot grows. And the beauty for me of the ISA is that you can access your money at any time by just selling some investments and withdrawing the cash. And the Lifetime ISA, in particular the stocks and shares version, allows you to invest up to £4,000 a year and the government will top up your ISA with a bonus of £1,000 if you were to max out the £4,000 that is, which is a guaranteed 25% return. That really is pretty much free money and that bonus also does not even count towards your twenty grand ISA allowance. The downside to this account being that you can't access your money until you are 60 or until you purchase your first home if you are in that scenario. And if you were to withdraw your money any sooner, you would lose the entire 25% bonus that you have accrued in the time that you've had the account open. And finally, you can only open this account if you're under 48 years old. So if you're creeping up to that point, it's worth just opening an account and even if you do nothing with it for a while, it's open and you haven't lost your opportunity. Okay, secondly, pensions. A dry and boring subject, yet one of the best ways that you can pay as little tax as possible. Pensions normally come in two forms, a workplace pension or a SIP, a self-invested personal pension. And Pensions are very complex, so I'm not going to go into the fine details of them, but you should definitely know the benefits. Pensions allow you to invest your money pre tax. And this is done for most people in the form of a workplace pension, as your employer legally needs to provide you with one unless you opted out, which you probably didn't. You sacrifice a certain percentage of your pre tax money and your employer will match it, or sometimes even give you more than that if you're lucky, which in itself is free money. But it also effectively lowers your tax bill as you're actually investing your money before you pay tax. Remember, you do get taxed in the future though, after you take 25% of your pension when you get to the age where you can access it. And this is done at your income tax rate, whatever band you're in at the time. But the benefit here is that you have been able to build a larger sum of money than you otherwise would have been able to because you had your employer putting money in and you had the tax relief too. Also, if you own a limited company, you can pay directly into a director's pension from the company or if you're self-employed, you can have a separate SIP. And then after you pay into your pension, the government will top up your pot according to your relevant tax bracket, essentially just refunding you the money that you were originally taxed. Again, free money. And thirdly, and one that I think just is not talked about enough, is the side hustle allowance. This allowance is broken down into two separate allowances, the trading allowance and the property allowance. Both let you earn up to £1,000 worth of trading or property income in a tax year without paying any tax at all. In fact, you don't even need to tell HMRC that you're making any money, so long as you stay underneath that threshold. If your income exceeds these limits, then you're going to need to put yourself in for a self-assessment and declare your earnings to HMRC. The trading allowance was originally introduced for sites like eBay, but it now includes the sale of goods and services. So things like selling soap or blogging or cutting grass. And the property allowance allows you to rent out your property on sites like Airbnb or renting out your driveway or your parking spot. The important thing to note here though is the allowance isn't profit, it's revenue. So be careful not to spill over if you're trying to keep under that threshold. And finally, the last one I wanted to cover here is the dividend tax allowance. Now, you may get a dividend if you own shares in a company. A dividend is essentially giving the shareholders of a company a portion of profits. And this is something that companies offer alongside the growth of the stock too. Big brands that offer dividend shares include Coca-Cola, Johnson & Johnson or British American Tobacco which have no affiliations with me whatsoever. And once again, interestingly, the dividend tax allowance used to be £5,000 a year in 2018, but was reduced to £2,000 a year. Again, another stealth tax. And this is also another way if you own a limited company to pay yourself as a director, you can pay yourself with a combination of a salary from payroll and then also from dividends which is exactly what I do, as it is the most tax efficient way at the moment to pay yourself when you're self-employed and run a limited company. And there you go. There are definitely more that I could cover, but I wanted to stick to the ones that I think will be useful for you and broadly apply to most people. I really do think with a combination of these tools, you could hopefully lower your overall tax bill, leaving you with more money to not only build wealth, but also enjoy life too. No doubt, the next time you go to pay for things or get bills in the post, you will keep an eye out for those stealth taxes. They really are everywhere. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. If you're getting any value from this podcast at all, please consider leaving it a review. It really does help this information reach more people. Until next week, peace.